for that church. Um, so we sometimes during worship we'll have something come up on the screen that says time to go for the kids. And then we go up to kids' church. But um, today we're having um, our time together as a family. So I just want to create some space quickly. If you are one of those that usually go to... Where are all the kids? It looks like a lot of them have disappeared. But if you, if you want, the kiddies can come and sit in front here just to create space. And I, actually, I need them as part of my preach. So I'm, like, I'm feeling a bit vulnerable now. <laughs> Bring them. Bring them. <laughs> Goody. My, that's my son. Hey, bro. Hello. <laughs> there we go. Thank you. Okay. Little kitties are precious, eh? No. All right. So it's a, it's a wonderful privilege to be able to share something that God's put on my heart for you today. And um, all you children, I'm going to need you to help me today, okay? That's why I've asked you to come and join us. I need some support. Are you guys with me? Thank you. Hey. Woo. Okay. I'm going to start by praying. Lord Jesus. <laughs> Thank you just for your love for your church and for us, Lord, and that we as your children can come and tell you how much we love you today, Lord God. And God, I want to ask that you would help me to speak, that um, what I have to share would make sense, Father. And God, I just pray that where words may short, fall short, Lord, that you by your Spirit would come and do a deep work in us, Lord. We love you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Cool. Okay. Have any of you heard of a disease called leprosy? Put up your hand if you've heard of leprosy. Okay, leprosy. We've got, we've got some takers. All right. Okay, so I, I, think, I think for um, a title for today, and I'm going to keep it short because we've got a Vandaag gaan ons met um, allemaal van jullie Donnery. <laughs> I was born in Rhodesia, okay? I, I, I'm a Zimbabwean, so uh, my Afrikaans is not great. Sorry, that's my, my answer. Um, so there is a sickness, and um, it's, uh, what I'd like all of you to do is show me ten fingers. Put up your hands. Show me ten fingers. Ten fingers. Okay. Now... Make a fist. Now look at look at your look at your hand and what it looks like with no fingers. Okay. So that's what happens to some people when they get this disease called leprosy. They, they some of them lose their fingers. That's quite sad, eh? But I'm gonna explain all about that to you. So today is called Ten Fingers. You remember that? Ten fingers. Okay. So, um, I want to speak out of the, the portion where Jesus heals the ten lepers. Um, and uh, I firstly want to touch very quickly just 
on, on the sickness called leprosy. Hey, right? Give me five. Ooh, another one. Yeah, booyah. Another one. Douche. Okay, I'm going to have to go quick. Sorry. I better start this. Um, I'm getting distracted here. Yeah. Hi, guys. <laughs> all right. So, I've taken four photos, all right, and I'm going to put it on the screen for you. Um, of people, just like you guys were showing me your hands with no fingers, I'm going to show you, just so you get a, a little picture of what leprosy looks like, okay? Yeah. All right, so, are you ready? Moms and dads, don't worry, I, I've made sure that it's decent. <laughs> Go, can you help us, Murphy? All right, so shame, that person lost their fingers, or part of them. That lady lost her fingers. Okay. And you can leave. That's what leprosy looks like. Okay. Now today, there are many people. Why are you looking at me like that, bro? You okay. Um, today, there are still many, many people that have got leprosy. And the sad thing is, is that leprosy can actually get healed. Um, so you can take medicine. And actually, it can go away. But there's poor countries um, that don't have enough money to um, buy medicine. So people still struggle with leprosy. Um, and leprosy in the Bible is a picture for us of it's very much like sin in our hearts. Okay. So when, you, when I talk about leprosy and some of the effects, some of the things that it does to you, it's also like sin. Okay, so bear with me. Thank you. You're with me. One of the one of the. Anyway, let me get into here. If you can show that first portion of scripture, Luke 17, my pages. Ten lepers cleansed. You good? Okay. Now it happened. As he, Jesus, we're talking about Jesus, yeah? Now it happened as Jesus went to Jerusalem and he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. When he was entering a certain village, he met, he met with them ten men who were lepers who stood afar off. Now one of the reasons, thanks my boy, one of the reasons why the lepers had to stand far away was because in those days especially, you could catch the, it's like, sort of like coronavirus. You could, you could catch it, okay? So people had to stand far away, and they were separated from their families. Now, isn't that terrible? Can you imagine getting sick, and you get the sickness on your skin, and you, and you get separated from all those that are around you? Um, and what would happen with the lepers is that they had to walk, with a bell, and ring and say, unclean, unclean, and shout, unclean. How shameful that must have been. And how wonderful it is that we today, as Christians, can have clean hearts and not have to walk in that shame. Um, knowing that the Lord has cleansed us from unrighteousness. So... Um, They stood afar off, and this is when I need you guys to help me. 
And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Do you think you guys can shout that for me? When I say three, can you say, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us? Do you think you can do that? One, two, three, go. Hey, you guys, well done. Awesome. Okay, sit down, bro. All right. So when he saw them, he said to them, go, show yourselves to the priests. All right. And so it was when they went, they were cleansed. You can keep it there. The the reason why Jesus sent them to the priests is because in those days, the priests were almost like doctors, they had to check the guys um, and make sure that they didn't still have leprosy. So they had to go through this whole ritual, and um, only the priest was allowed to say to that person that was a leper, you are clean, you can now go back to your village, to your family, and I say that you get the rubber stamp, You, you can go back home. And if the priest didn't think that he was clean, that person would have to stay in the leper colony. Now, we remember that Jesus is our high priest. And one day we will get to the door of heaven. And guess what? He's going to say, you guys are clean because you've given your lives to me. And I've cleansed you from your sickness, which was sin. And you can come into heaven. Isn't that amazing? Very cool. Oh, I'm going to roll here. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, okay, sorry. A little lesson, which I'm not going to focus on, is um, they were not yet cleansed. So, if you take a step back, it said, and so it was, as they went, they were cleansed. So Jesus gave an instruction, and in obedience, they actually went to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. They didn't go after they were cleansed. So it's also just a lesson for us um, on our journeys. Sometimes we don't see uh, what we are hoping for yet, but God will give us an instruction. We've got to follow it. Okay? And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned. And with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. Let me see your ten fingers. Ten fingers. Ten lepers. Ten people got healed. Give me a thumbs up. Only one dude came back to say thank you to Jesus. Only one, okay? And each of us have got that choice. When we see what Jesus has done for us, are we going to go on with our lives and not take the time to go back and say thank you and give Him glory? And those people that study Scripture, they say this. We don't know it for sure, but they think that the other nine were Jews Jews, and the Jews were the chosen race. They were very, um, 
and, and uh, well, they, they, they were those that um, were known to be people of God. And people that have studied Scripture believe that maybe those nine felt that um, they were entitled. Because they were Jews, they were entitled to get healing. And they just went on with their lives. But the Samaritan, the Samaritan in those days were the despised people. They, they weren't loved by the Jews. They were the outcasts. And this dude, who really knew that he really didn't actually deserve anything. His heart was so humble, and he came back to the Lord, and he worshipped at his feet. And isn't it amazing? If you can go on to the next thing. So Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were, not, were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. And it touched the Lord's heart right then and there that this man had come and fell at his feet and said, Thank you for the gift that you've given me to cleanse me. And isn't that our calling in life, to be able to continually give thanks for the gift that the Lord has given us of washing us of our sins? I had the... I had an, uh, 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 I want to say a privilege, but it was also a very difficult um, time. How many of you guys watched Madagascar? Madagascar, I like to move it, move you know, dude? King Julian. You watch it? Yeah, I love it. Also, I love it, right? King Julian rocks. So I'd never met him when I went to Madagascar, but I did go to Madagascar. And we went to a place called Antanarivo, which is the capital of Madagascar. And then we went down to a place called Tomatav, which is on the eastern shore. And um, on our journey, we went into a leper colony. So um, we were asked not to take any photos, just to respect the people that stayed there. Um, I came into a church... And I would say that it was probably as many that of us here today. It was quite a big church um, for a small little village of people with leprosy. Um, as I approached, um, the pastor came, and he had no fingers. He just had a little stump, and he came to shake my hand. And I shook his hand, and I greeted him. And uh, we were asked, if you've got any open sores, you need to be careful, put stick plasters on them and that, because um, you can, can get contamination possibly through blood. So, and there's like lots of flies, and you can actually smell, I need to get a little bit graphic, because what happens is, with leprosy, is that the blood, when it gets when it stops going, there's a bacteria that, that actually causes the blood to stop flowing to certain parts of your body, like your fingers, your toes, your ears, your nose, all these little, little parts. And people start to, um, and they get very bad sores all over their body. Um, and it, it, it smells, um, because they're, rot they're, they're actually rotting. It's, it's very terrible. And um, it just reminded me that 
how important it is for the blood of Jesus to to be in every part of our body. Um, but the service started, and we started to worship. And there were children there, and there were adults there, there were grannies here, grandpas. And we started to worship the Lord. And I will never forget the day that I stood there and I watched people with all their heart worshiping Jesus, with, with sincere love in their hearts. Like, uh, I'm struggling to find the words to tell you that they, they, they had met Jesus and they were worshiping Him. And, you know, we were told that those people live on about a bowl of rice a day. That's their, that's their meal. And I, I looked around, and they were not healed of leprosy. They were still sick. They maybe got their bowl of rice that day. But they, just like that Samaritan who had encountered Jesus and was filled with gratitude, came to him, and they were worshiping him with everything. And then and I thought to myself, as I go through life, surely, no matter if I've got lots or if I've got little, if I'm sick or if I'm poor, surely I can find myself coming to be able to worship the Lord with all my heart. And I want to read one last little scripture with you, okay? You can pop it up. I hope I can. So this is Philippians 3. And um, it's the Amplified Version. It says, yes, furthermore, I count everything as loss compared to the possession of the priceless privilege, the overwhelming preciousness, the surpassing worth, and the supreme advantage of knowing Jesus Christ my Lord and of progressively becoming more deeply and intimately acquainted with Him of perceiving and recognizing and understanding him more fully and clearly. For his sake, I have lost everything and consider it all to be rubbish, refuse, dregs, in order that I may win, gain Christ, the anointed one, and that I may actually be found and known as in him. You can, that's it, I'll... As you can see, that there, there are no words to express the worth of the gift of salvation. Man, and my prayer for each and every single one of us is that whatever circumstance, whatever difficulty you might go through, that it will pale in comparison to the wonder of knowing Him. That it, whatever good time if you drive a Ferrari, that is awesome. And I, I'm stoked for you. <laughs> but even that, because we do, we go through good times and bad times. In the good times, whatever you have, it will still pale. Oh, it's rubbish in comparison to the wonder of knowing him. And knowing that one day, when I breathe my last, I'll be with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Amen.
Grant? Yeah. Thanks so much, Daryl. Let's give it up for Daryl. She had a great word. I don't need to preach the word over again, but I think uh, it's natural for people with leprosy to try and hide leprosy. You know, it's like if you, if you, if you were a leper, you weren't sort of you know, wearing your costume and, uh, and just a t-shirt. You were sort of, you know, you clothed yourself as much as you could. Um, and it's often used in the scriptures as the picture of sin. So le- leprosy is the picture of sin and obviously the Savior. I want to ask, there might be someone here that it's the first time you've been in church and uh, you, you might want to actually receive Christ as your Savior. And it's, it's quite vulnerable to do that because you actually are owning your need. You, you're going, actually, I need someone to heal me. I need someone to save me. Uh, think about that. I'm going to come back to that point now. Um, but giving thanks is an incredible, incredible, healthy discipline. Because when you, when you give thanks, you fix your eyes on what God has done. You, you, you're shifting your posture of your heart. When you murmur, you're looking at what God hasn't done for you. When you complain and moan. It's funny how God, you know, it's interesting. God had a real problem with the guys that weren't happy with the meat and the, the menu in the desert. You know, when the people came out of, uh, out of Egypt. It was just the, the little things that took their eyes right off what God was doing. And it really actually offended him. So I was going to say something we can learn from this. God doesn't enjoy someone who's not grateful. You, you, you want to you get God's smile upon you? You want to you learn to walk in the Spirit? Develop a grateful heart. And we never outgrow our gratefulness for salvation. That's a good word for us to embrace and, and to receive. Christine, do you think you can share that in one minute that you've got? That's quite a big ask, eh? Because she's got an encouragement and a thanks to the Lord. But before she shares, is there anybody that wants to give their lives to Christ and say, I actually need to become, I need to be, I need to become a Christian. Is there anyone here? I want you to lift your hand, and uh, we'll actually invite you to come and pray with us, and you can receive the Lord. Is there anyone here that would like to respond to the gospel? So most of the people, if you look around, most of us have actually said, yeah, we, we need to, we, we have leprosy, and we need the saving grace of Jesus. Is there anyone who wants to do that today? It's nice to do it this way. It's like quite... Uh, <laughs> it's like, it's not, no one, everyone's eyes are open and there's no prayer to make it easy for you but the Spirit of God actually works with us and uh, He draws us is there someone that you're going, I want to make that shift okay, no one share that story with us, we're going to encourage us and so we can go for the week Take your mask. it's okay, no, thanks yeah, 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 okay, so um I just felt to share something that God has done, a bit of a testimony of what He's done in my life in the last year. Um, It was also easier with everyone's eyes closed, but anyway. (laughs) Thanks, Grant. But just on Hannes's, um, what do you feel for us with faith for the church this year? Um, Last year, as you all know, I worked for SAA, and um, we had to choose and struggle between staying and leaving, and staying and leaving, and, and, and leaving seemed like, didn't seem like the smart thing to do, but I had the option to stay, and we prayed, and we processed, and we prayed, and we processed, and eventually I said to Stu, and we agreed that it was, we felt the Lord saying, I must leave, but I had nothing else going, nothing else really planned, and in this last year, I mean, that's a big, you know, it's a big job to leave a 17-year career, and I just want to say that God has been so faithful in this, this time that he's blessed us tremendously, and not 
he, he's restored some of the finances, but enough. You know, some of the finances, enough of the finances, it's, it's, we, it's okay. But just the things that you don't see, you know, the people that have been hanging out at the house, all the youthies surfing with us, and um, even, even my flying career, I volunteered at the Red Cross, and I was like, okay, well, I went from flying four engine airliners to a single engine propeller, and I was like, where am I going in life? Um, but I went there with a humble heart, and, you know, even though I was the airline pilot and the hobby pilots, it was like, teach me what you can, and just God has just blessed me so much in that space. But not only that, the obedience to just do his work in that space. Because I was like, Lord, okay, I'm here. You opened this door. I'm here. And just show me people to pray for and people to encourage. And the, like how people responded to that and received it. And, and then he opened another door. And he was like, go and pray for that person and pray for this one. And it was just, I can't, I can't explain how, how much more abundant my life is now. And compared to how it was when you had the, you know, the job that society says is the job to have or being in that place, you know. And the scripture that um, I, I landed today after being, um, <laughs> after being offered to go on a flight with someone's private jet to St. Um, Francis. And um, that opportunity, people have been waiting for that. And I just, it just, God put it in my lap. And I, I was driving home. And the scripture um, from 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9 <laughs> came to mind and it was like um, no eyes seen and no ear is heard and I think it says no mind has imagined the things that God has planned for those who love him so just as an encouragement of faith um, just put the Lord first um, trust him with everything and and even when we can't see what's coming in our plans we don't have that plan God has that plan and if we're open to it and we're not stumbled by the finances or the the job or the whatever, whatever is expected of us. And we just say, God, I'm yours, here I am, use me. You'll be blown away. Yeah. And that was not less than a minute, I'm sorry. That's great. Just give her a hand. Stay with me.